Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
you are pushing out information and making it readily available for others so that they can grab it when the time is right. And I know uh, for me personally, I've seen a huge shift in the amount of information that is now available on Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Um, And a lot more people are feeling comfortable tapping into the resources. So Please continue to share and like and help us spread the word of the uh, information resources that we have. All that you are doing has... um has gotten us recognized at Alzheimer's Speaks as the number one influencer online um, for Alzheimer's, according to ShareCare and Dr. Oz. And, you know, what an honor that is. But none of that would have been possible without you. So, again, I just want to thank you all, you know, for that so much. I also want to... Um, you know, talk to you about continuing to raise awareness for those that are afflicted, you know, with dementia and those that are caring for them. Um, we really need to give people hope. You know, we can we can no longer be a society just driven by fear. So I hope you'll check out our, our website, alzheimerspeaks.com. You'll have uh, great access to a lot of our different platforms um, at <clears throat> on that site and um, hope you share that with with others as well. So today we're going to start out um, talking again about making life easier with with all types of dementia. And we are going to talk first with Molly Dye. Now, Molly is um, the president um, of MDF Designs, a company specializing in uh, in the designs, marketing, and sales of special apparel for adults who struggle with incontinence and abnormal kind of issues. And her brand includes Care Zips, and it's a patent-pounding trouser or pant uh, with a unique frontal opening, allowing adults and their caregivers to work with greater dignity and ease, which is just so, so important. Um, clients include retail, uh, institutional, pharmaceutical, um, has some interest in it, private caregivers and families, and home health care um, agencies as well. So welcome to the show, Molly. How are you today? Laurie, thank you very much. First of all, a quick congratulatory note on your new grandbaby. That's wonderful. And then a big fat thank you for bringing such advocacy to this this dreadful issue of dementia across so many lines and people and incomes and sex and ethnicity. Um, I really appreciate the advocacy, and you're absolutely right. The more we can share on the situation, the better it is. And I, too, am noticing uh, an effort to share information and learn more about the disease. It doesn't seem to have the stigma that it did just 10 or 15 years ago. Certainly in my case, um, our family has grappled with it for about that amount of time. Wow. So so you have been personally touched by dementia in your own family? Oh, my goodness, I really have. Uh, our family struggled with my mother's situation for uh, 12 years and then a good solid 10 years of really understanding what was happening and the changes in her personality. And, and then her husband at the time also was dealing with the dementia, so it was 
almost a double whammy for us. And I will absolutely never forget the moment when I asked the caregiver if I could please watch the process of how she went about changing her, my mother's, adult brief, knowing mm-hmm. that one day I would have to do so. And I'm watching this process, and I, I watch my mother grimace, not from the pain, but from the indignity of it. I watched mm-hmm. the caregiver struggle to roll her on the bed. Her bed was very low to the floor because she had a tendency to fall out of the bed often. And I looked at this, and I thought to myself, there has got to be a better and easier and more dignified way to handle the issue of incontinence, which mm-hmm. is so very much uh, problematic for dementia patients, particularly in even middle to late stage. And and there's a lot of incontinence unrelated to dementia as well. And the CareZips brand, these trousers, uh, came as a result of that Sunday afternoon watching that process. I came home and said to my husband, I have got to figure a way to do this better. And I learned to sew in high school and had a 35-year-old sewing machine and pulled that machine out and turned our dining room into a sewing room. And 15 prototypes later, I would take a, a model to the nursing home where she was living and they would try it and say, no, that won't work. you got to do something else. I tried absolutely every fastener, every pattern that I could get my hands on that would that would help it. And finally, mm-hmm. we came upon the final prototype. And here we are, CareZips, manufactured here in Georgia, and we are off and running. Wow, that's exciting. That's, that's very exciting. Can you tell us, um, uh, you know, in a little bit more detail, um, uh, you know, about CareZips and and you know how how does it how does it work? I know that you, you know, you just stated that it came about because of your frustration of seeing um, the undignified way your mom sure. was being cared for, and. Sure. Um, but tell us how your sure. product is different, if you could. Yes, thank you. What what people will find on the market today, you can easily find the the zippers on both sides of the pants, mm-hmm. from the hip to the to the knee, or you can find adult onesies, so to speak, mm-hmm. where uh, the only fasteners are in the back. Well, you have an adult who who needs to wiggle out of their pants to have a brief changed or take their socks and shoes off. And naturally, this is happening six and seven and eight and more times a day. And yep. it's that caregiver is struggling to roll the adult or you're struggling on one leg to get your pants down. Well, care zips have eliminated the inseam, enabling you with three zippers, sides, and an interior zipper uh, moving from the interior of the knee up through the um, uh, inseam and then down to the other interior knee, all one zipper. Mm -hmm. You're opening the pants frontally. You're not having to wiggle out, wiggle them down to your knees. 
which enables or, or creates this undignified way of handling things. And removing socks and shoes is hard in people who are either with ALS or with uh, um, um, maybe wheelchair-bound or just joints <laughs> in mm-hmm. in aging issues. And our aging boomers are everyone needs to do it easier, and it enables the caregiver with these this frontal opening. Um, and the pants are made with high-quality manufacturing and good zippers and elastic, and we've got um, four different colors and seven different sizes that give people lots of good choice. Um, we've got repeat customers. We've got all ages, uh, both sexes. I've had an individual who called just to buy the pants for a transcontinental air flight from Hawaii to New York and back again uh, mm-hmm. with those tiny little airplane bathrooms. There mm-hmm. needed to be there needed to be an easier way to help with the with the brief. And yep. this this opening, which enables us um, to to give that ease to the caregiver and to give a dignified change to the adult. You've mentioned patent pending. I'm very excited mm-hmm. to report that I've received news that our patent has been issued, and we are receiving a letter from the patent office, U.S. Patent Office. I believe I'm expecting it this week, so I'm oh, wow. excited with that good news. Um, anyway, and and uh, so have I answered that question appropriately insofar as how the pants differ? Think yeah. of it as not wiggling but opening frontally. Okay. Well, and that makes sense. I, You know, I think one of the things, too, um, <clears throat> is that, you know, people think, oh, I don't need that, I don't want that, or, you know, uh, but it really is about creating independence and yes. and comfort. And yes. so we really yes. shouldn't be so worried about, you know, you know, what a brand is because everything, you know, we really do in life should be about making us comfortable and yes. making things easier. Um, I had to kind you know, of giggle. I- Oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Excuse me. Oh no, I was I was just thinking. You know, you know, my daughter just had this baby, and you know, it's uncomfortable. And you know, for that situation, women wear pads because they're you know they bleed and stuff afterwards. And she said, "Mom, will you get me some like um, women's underwear, disposable women's underwear?" And all her girlfriends now are wearing that instead of the pads because they're much more comfortable. It's it's easier for them. And it was like, well, that's brilliant, you know. Isn't that, that is. And they're getting rid of the the stigma, which is part of, you know, I think part of people's hesitation in making this change. But it just, I I mean, I saw my mom struggle, you know, with getting changed. And, you know, she needed two people, you know, to do a transfer. um, Exactly. her, Her clothes many times got ripped. You know, because they weren't accessible, and you know, yeah. what good is that? I know it, and I, you know, the interesting point in your daughter's situation, her condition will end. Well, in the incontinence world, it isn't going to end. It will yep. never get better. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 one. I've also had one other story where uh, a man he never wanted to leave his home because he mm-hmm. was having to wear a cath bag 
which in mm-hmm. the case of men, it's attached to the interior leg. And and the the care zips have enabled him to leave home because he feels like he can handle an emergency quickly. And he can. Mm-hmm. He can handle it in a hurry, and he can handle it by himself in the men's room, uh, which helps him tremendously. Um, and I'm very pleased we have a young man, young man, a uh, young adult. In fact, we've got innumerable ones, but one in particular wore his care zips in his wheelchair out to a trade show that he was attending for a whole nother reason. He's still working. And one of the women at the trade show said, I have got to have a pair of those pants. Please get me in touch or tell me where I can be in touch with uh, the maker or the let me know where I can buy them. And that made me feel very good as well. They're, the care zips are also very athletic feeling. The, the mm-hmm. fabric is soft. It has 7% spandex in it. It's a polyester and rayon fabric. Mm-hmm. This enables it to be laundered so much easily, more easily. If you grab it from the dryer, you're not even having to iron it, and uh, the drying time is minimal, maybe 10 minutes. Um, and so it's very easy to wash and and just very easy to launder. It's a very athletic feeling fabric. Many people like the softness of it. Uh, we have four colors to choose from right now. We are hoping to add to that. And within the month, I think on our website, which is www.carezips.com, on the website we'll be able to offer a fabric that is purely cotton and polyester. Um, mm-hmm. The purpose of that is that many of the washing machines in the older assisted living homes or nursing homes, um, some of those washing machines have such high temperatures, both for water and heat, for the sanitary purposes, that um, sometimes spandex does not hold up so well under that high heat. We're going to be able to offer a cotton polyester blend in February or in March, um, but the trade-offs, it's less less soft and it's a uh, little bit got to iron them, so, so it all depends on what the person really needs and wants and what, what their conditions are, their home conditions. Um, I have innumerable caregivers who really are loving the pants. One customer, her caregiver has called them the Cadillac pants. Let's wear the Cadillac pants today (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they were were, um, so fond and easy and uh, fun to wear kind of thing, like a Uh Cadillac might be fun to drive. Oh, that's neat. That's, you know, that's a nice way to look at, look at things, you know, and um, again, trying to remove that that stigma that that sometimes gets attached to it you know because i would imagine where seams and stuff are i mean no one's going to know that the accessibility is really different oh you can't Um, see it exactly mm -hmm. you cannot see it and i i'd like to comment for anyone who is having to roll a patient in a bed to change the adult brief the zippers on the sides have been have been pushed forward a bit, an inch or two, uh, more along the pelvic bone so that you're not rolling on top of a zipper head. 
um, we have a, a nurse in one of the VA homes who has indicated that she's loving the fabric because it is lessening the skin shears, which, mm-hmm. of course, in the very, very infirm, um, your your skin has become so thin that you can have tears. I yep. think this is what creates bed sores, and she's loving the fabric for her patients because it's it's lessening those skin shears. So I'm I'm very pleased about that. We are all about helping people. I I've almost um, have the motto: I will do anything to help the caregivers of America because we are we are under siege right now. There's so many people needing the care, and it isn't going to get better for a while as the as the boomers are aging. I think the statistic is 10,000 a day in America are turning 65 years old, and that statistic may have started in 2014, not January 1st, 2015. So we mm-hmm. have this huge bubble in the population that's moving into these kinds of issues, and we've got to do better at taking care of elders and yeah. people who are needing extra help and to wear your normal street clothes in these kinds of conditions just doesn't get it mm-hmm. um, i saw innumerable cases in my mother's nursing home where where that was the case and i'm i'm, I'm just so eager to help people help with their dignity and help with the ease well, and I think it's so important, you know, like you mentioned, the man who can now get out, who feels comfortable and yeah. confident, um, where before was hesitant. I mean, that's a beautiful thing, um, to be able to help people um, feel independent and feel confident, you know, <clears throat> when they're out. Because none of us wants to have an accident, you know. Yeah. I mean, how how embarrassing, you know, oh, for that. Yes. Oh, yeah, we had so. that with my mother. We just right in the middle of the store. Um, mm-hmm. It just was an accident. Oh, it was just, it was so embarrassing to her. It, it, you know, you just have to walk out and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I encourage your listener to um, please go to the website, www.carezips.com, mm-hmm. and leave us, contact us, leave us comments. We 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 are very customer service oriented we try to answer questions we try to help people if if the pants are not going to work for that individual in that setting we'll tell you um we we just want to be an advocate for for adults and elder care Mm-hmm. Now you had mentioned adults. Do you do anything for? Because uh, I'm sure that there's there's uh, children that have yes. issues as well, or yes, or yes. Is it strictly an adult line at this point. No, it's it's uh, we market to adults, but there are plenty of teenagers who can who can satisfactorily wear and use the pants. Mm-hmm. Um, I the extra small will probably fit a 10-year-old um, or even the small, a larger teen. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yes, the the market consists of adults primarily, but there are mm-hmm. there are absolutely teenagers that 
would use the pants. I, in some cases, I try to refer to young adults. It's true that the it was the incontinence factor that kicked in in my head when I started just that Sunday afternoon seeing it immediately and feeling the need, seeing the need and feeling the need. You know, teenagers didn't come to mind, mm-hmm. but absolutely, um, if it would help, I say try it, try mm-hmm. hard. We we do have partners with home health care agencies where there's an opportunity for them to sell the pants at a discount to their customers and their clients and families. We do have that opportunity as well. I encourage any of the home health agencies to be in touch with us. We have a partners page on the website currently, which could could give someone a sense of some of the other agencies that we are partnering with. Um, I am I am eager to get the product out so that people can see what they're missing. Mm-hmm. Can you share with our audience in terms of, of pricing? Um, oh, sure. Sure. The pants are offered at thirty nine ninety nine on the website. We do have a few pharmaceutical uh, businesses that are offering the pants on the shelves right there in their stores near their incontinence products. And if you don't, if you don't uh, see it in your pharmacy, then then inquire, and we can make that happen. Uh, but they would also be offered at thirty nine ninety nine per pair. Okay. Great, and that's—I mean—that's a reasonable, you know, price, especially for the <clears throat> the convenience um, that it allows somebody. Um, not only I think for, so, and the quality. Mm-hmm. The quality yeah. is good. Well, and I would imagine too that it can help reduce injuries, both to the person you're caring for, but also for the person caring for them. Um, because I would imagine people can <clears throat> pull their back out or, yes. you know, <laughs> do some yes, damage. Yes, good there. point. And that is a little piece of my mother's story I failed to mention. She, my mother, was a fairly large-boned woman. She weighed about mm-hmm. 150, 50 pounds. That particular afternoon, her caregiver was a tall, thin, lean uh, beautiful caregiver, and it honestly, with the bed about six inches off the floor, that caregiver was struggling. She really almost had to get down on her knees to to move, you know, 150 pounds of almost dead weight. It it is a struggle, and to take the pants all the way off, down beyond your feet, take off your socks and shoes. It's just not mm-hmm. easy. Um, and many of the adult population are wearing the wraparound briefs as opposed to the pull-up briefs, and a lot of it has to do with the finances. Mm-hmm. The pull-up briefs are a lot more expensive, at least in my market, and the wraparounds are far less so, and they are more comfortable for some of the adult population. My mother was in the wraparounds. Your daughter was probably in the pull-ups, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. But again, that's a very temporary situation in her case, and yep. the, the wraparound. So. <laughs> What's that? 
I said she hopes so. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yes. But but she was just she was so surprised at how comfortable, you know, uh-huh. they were. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and and really really shocked. And so I think, I think that's one of the things that people might be really surprised with your product as well is, the comfort. Um, they will. Not, you know, physical comfort, but also the emotional comfort. Oh, they definitely will. And your caregivers will be so much happier, too. Um, you've got two snaps on the top, so it's just a quick quick snap, snap, zip, unzip, zip, you know, situation. And it's uh, and we did, uh, that is a true story. Part of my 15 prototypes were used with other fasteners. And um, the, that's when the I used big, big snaps, little snaps, Velcro. I used all kind of things, and the the nurses and the nursing staff and the CNAs um, said, "Nope, won't work, won't work." And um, this is the ease with which we're we're working. So I'm 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 so pleased. I'll be honest, my mother, who has now passed away, uh, is looking down on me saying, go, girl, go. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited about that. She would be very proud of me. (laughs) You know, it is amazing, though, the the, um, lessons we learn through life and how it, you know, I mean, I would imagine this is probably the last thing you thought was on your list of things that you would be doing. Um, oh, you but, were so... But it just kind yeah. of takes you um, to a place where you cannot not do it because um, somebody needs to make the change. And I think that that's one of the, the beautiful things that I have seen, you know, with, uh, with dementia. And, uh, you know, people... They're just very touched by <clears throat> by all of this. I'm going to pull in Harry Urban, if you don't mind. Um, he's on the line with us. And Harry has dementia, and he's been dealing with it. I, I think, Harry, what have you been dealing with it for about 10, 11 years now? Is that correct? Or am I crazy? Yes, yes. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> I might be, but I don't think you are. Uh, this... Uh... <laughs> Uh, in January, I was diagnosed eleven years ago. Okay, okay. So I think so, I, so I think I had an anniversary like a week or two ago. Okay, well, uh. <laughs> well, great. Well, I'm just curious, you know, what your thoughts are here, Harry, on these care zips. Um, I, I know that you're probably not not at a stage where something like this is necessary for you, but what do you think about having a product like this available? In case in case things would progress in a in a different direction for you, where you might physically be challenged uh, with dressing and so forth. I think you're wrong, uh, Roy. In the mm-hmm. um, in the marketing of a product like this, uh, okay. now I'm going to use myself. I'm going to use myself as an example. Um, it takes me a minimum of a half an hour in the morning to get dressed. Okay. Uh-huh. Because I because I struggle, uh, but uh, I a lot of the clothes I wear is is not only comfortable for me, but that that's secondary. It has to make me feel good. In, in mm-hmm. other words, it has to it, it has to allow me to have dignity. 
walking mm-hmm. around, like, yeah. like my trousers, like my trousers. I like increasing them. Uh-huh. And uh, a lot of the a lot of the easy uh, easy clothes uh, were, were designed for the caregiver and the easy on easy off aspect, and not from the not from the patient stamp uh, standpoint of being stylish to them. And what, uh-huh. my, yeah. my, clo- my clothes are from the sixties. Uh-huh. You know that. That that's where I live. I live in the sixties, and uh, I like increasing my pants, uh, maybe a cuff, you know, things like that. I would love to see somebody come out with a shirt that um, can. Now I'm going to oversimplify it, but has Velcro on the front, but it appears to have buttons. Like I, I love button-down shirts, collars, and uh, and the cuffs and stuff like that. But I have so much of a hard time button the buttons. You know, the, mm-hmm. my finger dexterity is so bad. And it would be so nice to have clothes designed that appears to me like I have buttons in the front oh. and things like that. But it's easy on, easy off. Oh, yes. Oh, now forgive me. Your first name is Harvey? Harry. Harry, Harry yeah. excuse me. Uh, Harry, you're not going to believe it, but I think that I have seen that very shirt on the market today. I I have a prototype right now on my drawing tables to potentially add it to the CareZips line, but I do think you can buy it now. Are you familiar with uh, Buck and Buck? dot com. I haven't I haven't bought any clothes for years. My my wife handles all that because uh if I would if I wouldn't buy clothes I'd be buying bell bottoms and things like that. Uh, <laughs> so she so she kinda handles handles all that. But to be honest with you, I haven't ever heard of any of any, you know, clothes in this area. Oh that, Yes, I do believe exactly the type of shirt that you're talking about can be found. It cannot be found with the CareZips brand just yet. Uh, we are we were focused on the lower half of the body, uh, but we do plan to focus on the upper half, and hopefully that will be a product you'll see uh, coming out with us within 12 months. Okay, that, that's wonderful because um, there, there's so many of us that is is so far down this path that we have we have a lot of difficulty, but we're not dependent on somebody dressing us and things like that, and and we still want to have that dignity of looking good. Yeah, you know, and and you know, I can buy I can buy sweatpants that have a that have a string in the waistband, and, and that's convenient to slip them on and just, you know, uh, tie the, the string. But that's not me. But that's right. not, I mean, that's not the world I live in. You know, right. I, like a, I like a nice set of dress pants, uh, a, nice, a nice dress shirt, and things like that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I could not agree with you more. Um, I, I, I would I agree. I agree. Everyone needs to look the best that they can with the conditions that they or the cards they've been dealt. 
Mm-hmm. I appreciate that comment. That gives me inspiration to to keep going. Well, that's good. And and I and again, it you know it depends on where someone is at in in the process, um, you know, of the disease. And um, you know, because I, I know for my mom, Harry, and, and maybe you would disagree with me on this, but. You know, for my mom in her the last four years in her end stages, um, for her to wear something <clears throat> that was kind of creased and ironed and stuff just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense just because of her inability to be mobile. Um and I and the way that she was adjusted, I think she would turn into a wrinkle machine pretty quick if she had if she had some uh, you know, a, a fabric like that on. Um, so I think it really just depends on you know the target market, and but I think that there's definitely um, several different target markets for products like these um, for for those who are looking for um, easier access for themselves, but are still very active and out and about, and then you have you know the whole other end where. Um, you know, and again, there's people in between there too, but at the whole other end is, you know, someone who's totally dependent, um, you know, like my mom was at, in her, in her end stages and, um, and so many different reasons for people's needs for accessibility, um, you know, from arthritis to, you know, I, I mean, the list can go on and on and on, um, for right. different things. I know for me at, um, you know, 55 now, I mean, I sure notice the difference in my joints and what they're willing to do or not do anymore. <laughs> exactly. It sounds like we've got a question from somebody, so I'm going to go ahead and pull this person in. I've got somebody from uh, from a 215 number. 215, you're live and on the air. Did you have a question or a comment that you wanted to make? Yes, uh, this is Michael Ellenbogen, and uh, I hate to say that I agree with Harry, but I actually agree with what Harry just said. Uh, but I'd like to take that a step further. Is I'd like to know is how are you testing these pants to know that the people who are living with the disease are actually feeling comfortable? Because you're testing them with the people who are, I guess, in the real, real late stages of the disease, and they sure. obviously – probably can't speak for themselves, so I'm wondering what testing you have done to ensure that they feel comfortable with it. Sure, sure. Uh, The answer to the question is a caregiver who has been caring for a late stage in communication, uh, uh, an individual who cannot communicate or who cannot verbalize, um, given a dementia, you will be able to tell when that person is uncomfortable, is um, uh, irritated by something, um, uh, agitated. There are ways that, that that caregiver, maybe not on the first day of his or her being around an, an infirmity or a patient or an, um, sitting with someone, but by about day three, you're going to be able to know. And you you could tell if they kind of pick or pull. It's just like a baby. You could tell when a baby is frustrated or aggravated over something that was on their waist that was irritating. Same for the adults with the dementia. And 
while they cannot verbalize, oh, I don't like this, they would know, and the caregiver is going to know, this isn't working for them. They're, they're, they don't like it. Um, I hope that answers your question. That does. Yeah, and I, if I could just make a su- Oh, go ahead, Michael. I'm go sorry. ahead. If no, I could fine. just make a suggestion, I think yeah. it would be worthwhile to maybe do some studying to get people in the early stages, such as Harry and I, to at least maybe test things like this out for you or others, because I think there could be some valuable feedback that you may get from the people who can actually speak, because I sure would love to make sure that it really truly is comfortable for those people. Well, thank you for making it making that comment. May I give you two testimonies that I've already witnessed, one of which I just was on the phone yesterday with a mother of a young man who has had an who has had some sort of a accident in life that has caused him to be a paraplegic. He is very cognitive. He is in his 30s. He is uh fine. Uh, just the physical limitations from the waist down. He and she love the pants. He is wheelchair-bound, totally. Um, They've reordered. They are repeat customers. They love the pants. I also have a young man outside of Detroit who I mentioned in the first part of this show was wearing the pants out at a trade show um, in his wheelchair, and he explained to a woman who came up and said, anyway, they were engaged in conversation, and he is sitting there saying, I love the pants. She called me and said, I want to I wanna actually be a rep for your pants. I'd like to distribute the pants. Uh, we are talking with her now. Um, so those are just two very personal testimonies of, of no dementia. It's just the physical limitations that they have, the, wearing the pants has made life easier for them and their caregivers. Great. No, so I, I'm, not disputing, I'm not disputing what you're saying. I would agree. The more testing we can do, the better and the better. Uh, for, we've had one individual suggest pockets. We do not have pockets in our pants now, and maybe that's a very excellent suggestion for the next edition. Wait and see. <laughs> Yeah, I I know from, you know, just watching my mom, and again, I'm referring to more end stages with her, um, she, the the discomfort in the changing process was so significant, so significant that, um, you know, something more accessible, even if, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say this kind of out of line. Even if let's say the fabric wasn't the most comfortable, which I don't think is probably the case here, but even if it wasn't, I think it would outweigh the discomfort um, for someone in their later stages. Um, when especially like my mom was a heavier set woman too, it was it was a difficult thing to watch. It was a difficult thing to hear um in her voice and to watch her face um because it really was a struggle and it took um literally probably a couple of years for that struggle in her to subside and that was just as the disease progressed even more yeah. so yeah. um you know i think that there's a physical comfort and then there's really an emotional comfort 
um, that needs to be considered. And uh, and again, when people are are much more active in, and um, you know, I mean, my gosh, you you can't keep these two still for nothing. My, <laughs> Michael and Harry, they are huge advocates, and they are all over the place. And so, um, I, you know, I think I, you know, I, I if I were you, I would take them up on their on their offer to kind of be, uh, you know, okay. test things out and, and give you give you feedback because oh, Lori, they, I would, I, I be, will, thank you because because these guys uh, will be very honest. They are. I have learned so much from the, both of them over the years. I mean, so much um, because they and they really want to improve things, and that's where their heart. Um, is and once they get behind something, look out. <laughs> because, oh, because well, they, thank you. I, I will. When we're offline, I'll obtain some sort of contact information, and uh, I'll have to send them a pair. Yeah. So they uh, because they really uh, they just they just have such great insights and they care so much to improve things. And that's um, wonderful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, again, uh, Harry, is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, yeah, one one uh, one big notion that um, I I push very hard with people I talk to that there is life after diagnosis. That follow your dreams. Just because you've been been uh, uh, diagnosed with some form of dementia, you like that and stop. And um, now. The way you look, the way you feel plays a big part in that. And mm-hmm. um the this line of clothes that uh, that Molly has, I think I think she doesn't realize that she's on the she's on the very tip of the iceberg. I mean, <laughs> this can expand so much and it would help so many people that that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I take that as a compliment, and I'm so appreciative. I uh, am very, very appreciative. I, I will have to confess that my mother was at towards the end, middle to the to the later stages. But the first thing in in her situation personally that went was her verbal. But I knew that she liked the pants, and and I felt good about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful. Now, um, Molly, can you just uh, state for people again how they how they can get a hold of you? I know you have a, a website uh, that's very yes. welcoming. Yes, thank you. We also have an 800 number. Uh, either will work, and if the 800 number is with the machine, but we do have excellent customer service, your phone call will be returned. The 800 number is 800 800- Two zero six four seven one three, and then online www.carezips.com. C A R E Z as in zipper, I P as in Paul, and S as in Sam. I believe our website is very friendly. I am down in the lower corner talking about why I came to this conclusion and why I felt so strongly about bringing CareZips to the market and how it evolved in my head. And then it's an easy ordering process. 
We've got swatches on the website for people to look at the colors. We have a sizing chart, men, women. The pants are unisex at the moment. I think in later renditions we'll need to, as Harry has indicated, potentially a few more styling issues could differentiate between male and female. But the sizing chart is there, easy to read, and a few clicks, and they'll be shipped to you. Made to order, we do we do not carry a huge inventory, but made to order, and they'll be with you in a in a few few short weeks. Okay, two weeks well, one, at most. Okay, well, wonderful, Michael. Anything you wanted to add um, regarding CareZips and the conversation here? No, just uh, uh, listening here. Okay, okay, sounds good. I Thank do you. appreciate both gentlemen. I do appreciate both of both of your interest and your willingness to call in, and um, I, I thank you for the comments you've made today. Thank you. Well, wonderful. Well, we wish you all the success, and um, how exciting to be getting your patent uh, coming in the mail here pretty soon. Because yes. I know that that's a yes. long, long process. So, yeah. Um, con- Congratulations for for making a difference and trying to make life life easier for people uh, with with uh, all different types of of, of issues. Uh, dementia being one of them, but um, you know the the accessibility in our clothing is important is important for all of us um, at different times of our life. So um, appreciate the work that you're oh, doing. Oh, thank you, thank you, and okay. I appreciate your advocacy as I. I started this by indicating such. I appreciate your advocacy. I appreciate both Michael and Harry's uh, advocacy and bringing light to it. And I just also would like to put out a word for the caregiving in America and the caregivers that every day try to help someone and make life easier for those who can't for themselves. And I think that lots and lots of attention needs to go on the caregiving side of the equation. Agree. I so agree. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Molly, and um, I'm sure we'll be in touch in the future. Oh, thank you, Laurie. I do thank you. Thank you, Michael, and thank you, Harry. Great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and... um, I want to give a shout out to some of our collaborators. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar with Alzheimer's Disease International, I would highly recommend that you check out ADI, again, Alzheimer's Disease International. They are the association of all the Alzheimer's associations around the world. So if you're looking for a support group or some basic information, uh, you can go to that site, find the closest one to you, along with a a lot of updates on the global reports and research that's being done. If you happen to be here in Minnesota, um, check out HealthStar Home Health. They're doing some amazing things. Um, They really are taking a different approach. Um, They've been uh, through the Alzheimer's Whisper program, which not only helps their staff care for a loved one, but it, they also help train the caregivers um, regarding you know how they can best interact uh, with their loved one as well, which is really very very nice. 
If you're looking for a more holistic approach, I recommend you check out the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation. Uh, there you're going to find information about um, diet and exercise and meditation. Many people are dealing with specific types of dementia. There's, you know, Alzheimer's is, uh, is, is only one, but there's Lewy body, there's frontal temporal uh, lobe, there's vascular dementia, and you may want to go ahead and check out the national sites uh, for those specific types of dementia because they will be able to support you better if you're dealing with a, with a particular kind. Um, during this journey, some people have uh, some speech problems, and if you go to the National Aphasia Association, and that's A-P-H-A-S-I-A, -A -A, uh, you'll get some wonderful resources there. And, of course, I am a big believer in music, and um you can check out Alzheimer's Music Connect. Uh, they had a beautiful Christmas CD, uh, Memories, the Songs and Spirits of Christmas, which I have to admit um, myself and my granddaughter are still listening to. She she loves number four, and she refers to it as the Boom Boom song. And we just have a lot of fun with that. But they have a lot of other great music as well. And um, we're going to be talking more about music in our second half of the show. Um, also, if you're looking for ways to engage, check out Puzzle with Me and the Jiminy Wicket uh, program. Jiminy Wicket uh, is an adaptive croquet game that works extremely well uh, for people uh, that are dealing dealing with dementia. Um, as far as mid-program highlights, uh, last week we did a replay of the Us Against Alzheimer's Clergy Network, and they were talking about their new book for um, <clears throat> for caregivers, which is just a beautifully, beautifully done book. And it has over um, 17 different denominations that are, are part of the book book that give prayer and meditation. And so I would recommend checking that out. Our next show, of course, will be next Tuesday on February 3rd. I can't believe we're going to be rolling into February already. Um, and then this afternoon, we will be having a dementia chat at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 Central, 1 Mountain Time, noon and noon Pacific. And those are free. And there you'll be able to talk with some of our experts who actually are living with the disease because so often it's it's difficult for us to ask our loved ones um, questions or um, get feedback and, and pose them. Um, uh, Pose situations, and Harry and Michael, uh, who are with us uh, on the show here, both um, participate in that along along with some others. And uh, again, they just give us great, great insights. I would ask that you go to alzheimerspeaks dot com, check out our resource directory. Not only can you mine information from that, but you can also input information. And we would, of course, love you to follow. Follow us on Facebook. You can actually go to my homepage, Lori LeBay, L-A space B-E-Y. Um, and then we have an Alzheimer's Speaks radio page, a general Alzheimer's Speaks page, a um, Alzheimer's Speaks resource directory, our dementia chats, and then, of course, our Purple Angel ambassador for the U.S. Um, so 
I think that's it for mid-program highlights. Let me go ahead and introduce our our next guest. I am very, very excited um, to have him with us. His name is Wayne Mesker, and he is the CEO of World Stock Entertainment, um, which is a spiritually guided uh, philanthropic company based in Ohio. They are on a continuous search for caring and concerned and like-minded friends. Um, And because of that, they are doing these great collaborations with some wonderful projects, um, making uh, great connections and finding opportunities um, to really invoke positive change around the world. Um, Woodstock really has no interest in what they get, but really is about what they can give. And Wayne founded Rock Against Dementia, which is a project he started after seeing the movie Alive Inside at the Cleveland International Film Festival in March of 2014. Um, So today I wanted to to, um, introduce you to Wayne and hear from him directly about his vision and his goals for Rock Against Dementia. So welcome, Wayne. How are you today? I'm doing well, uh, and I feel very blessed to be on your show and uh, to be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a fun time, you know, when you can actually do what you what you love to do and uh, and feel connected. I feel I feel honored and blessed. Uh, I I believe in that same way. It just it doesn't feel like work, does it? <laughs> when you do what you no, love. It <laughs> no, can, it doesn't. Can you? And, uh, I, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry, I was online. I used my telephone uh, for my internet connection, so I didn't get a chance to hear uh, Molly's segment on the show. But uh, I am definitely interested in checking out what she's doing as well. So I will be doing that after we get off the air. Okay, well, wonderful. Now, Wayne, before I kind of roll into our standard questions, I always like to ask our guests if they have been personally touched by dementia with a family member or friend. Uh, no, fortunately, to the best of my knowledge, I haven't. Uh, there's a possibility someone I might know is uh, suffering from uh, the early onset, uh, but we're not sure about that yet. Uh, okay. But I've been blessed not to have to deal with that part of it, but uh, after seeing Alive Inside and uh, getting in touch with Norm and kind of seeing the other side of the picture, uh it's imperative that I do what I do. <laughs> mhm. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about Rock Against Dementia? And you know, I highlighted, you know, that you started, you decided to start this project after seeing Alive Inside. But can you give us some more details? What, what about Alive Inside? Because not everyone who's listening has probably seen it. But what about Alive Inside um, has touched you? Well, it, it was just. The reality of what happened when, uh, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but uh, the elderly black gentleman by the name of Henry, the the transformation that took place in him when they put those headphones and uh, iPod on him and started playing music that uh, he remembered from his past was just totally touching and amazing. Uh, 
and me being in the music business and having been fortunate enough to make some of the connections that I've made with uh, everybody from local bands here in Cleveland to Artie Kornfeld, one of the gentlemen that was responsible for Woodstock of 1969, and uh, David Bowie's ex-wife, Angie Bowie, and uh, some of the legendary musicians from San Francisco Bay Area bands like Moby Grape and the Grateful Dead and the Jefferson Airplane. Uh, it was just A connection Hello? that uh, had to be made. <laughs> uh huh. Well, that's that's wonderful. I, you know, the the movie Alive Inside touched me deeply too. It was, um, it was. I think it's one of those films where uh, you would almost have to be, you know, a block of ice, you know, or or a brick of cement to not be touched <laughs> because it, it's just so powerful. Um, you know, uh, one after another after another, you see lives transformed and people changed and calmness and joy um, basically given back to them. And, uh, you know, to me, it I, I always knew the power of music um, and I've, I've always appreciated it and I've always enjoyed it. Um, but I guess I didn't. I, you know, I was like many. I still took it for granted, even though it's a big part of my life, um, because it's so accessible. You, I think sometimes people don't understand the true value behind it because it is around us all over. And um, but when you see when you see that movie alive inside, and if you haven't seen it yet, you can go to Netflix. I believe it's on there now, and um, and see it. But it, it's just it's absolutely incredible to see the the nonverbals and the the verbal exchange and what what happens when when someone just listens to music that they love you know music of their own own era and to see them come alive and then it really almost transform a whole room who's watching i mean it just changed you could just sense it changed the the um, energy in the whole room and so i i think it's really exciting that you wanted to start this this rock against dementia um can you tell us you know what 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 is rock against dementia going to going to look like what's your what's your vision for it my vision for rock against dementia is is huge uh actually I've been talking to Michael Bennett uh, at a few points, and uh, it originally started out as an idea for a series of fundraising concerts, uh, myself being connected with musicians from uh, all around the country and uh, musicians up in Canada and musicians in the U.K. and musicians in Paris, France, and uh, Australia and the Netherlands and uh, all over the world, basically, uh, is a series of concerts to raise awareness and funds uh, to help this music and memory program along. Uh, but uh, the vision has kind of expanded, and the, the huge hope, uh, number one, is to get our uh, representatives at the federal government level interested in uh, passing a bill that allows for personal music devices to be available by prescription and covered by insurance carriers, uh, which is doesn't happen now. Uh, 
as was mentioned in the movie, a doctor said he could write prescriptions for thousands of dollars worth of medicines or for surgery, but he can't write a simple prescription for a personal music device and a pair of headphones without getting pushback. So we're trying to change that. So I can reach out to... That would be amazing because, uh, you know, the point, like you mentioned in the film, was he said, you know, I can write a prescription that's over $1,000 a month and no one bats an eye, or I could write a prescription for $40 for uh, an iPod and a pair of headsets that's a one-time deal and I get pushback. And yet the the difference in the person and the effect that it has on the person is significantly more and you know you just I I remember listening to him say that and just shaking my head going we are so backwards you know in this country in terms of in terms of how we care for people and um, you know it's just it's just absolutely ridiculous Um, and there's no excuse for it you know, but it's a big tangled mess um, to unweave and to sort out, um, and it's sad that that it will take um, probably a significant amount of time and energy um, and and power people behind it to get it to get that changed. Um, you right. know, and I'm not uh, quite I sure. Have, mm-hmm. I have been able to give copies of the film and uh, information about the music and memory program. Uh, Actually, our Department of Aging, after seeing the film, totally embraced that program and uh, has been doing everything in their power to implement it throughout the state of Ohio. And they've finally gotten information to all the nursing homes in the state of Ohio. So it's just a matter of time here. Uh, mm-hmm. I've given information to Congresswoman Capture, who is my representative at the federal level, and Congressman Renacy, who is the Republican representative at the federal level, and uh, also hoping to get uh, Senator Sherrod Brown, who has already sponsored Alzheimer's-related uh, bills in the Senate uh, that have been passed. So we're hoping to get in touch with them when we go to the advocacy forum in Washington, D.C. in March. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find that, um, I guess what I found here in Minnesota, we have a, a couple of organizations that have gotten behind the the uh, music and memory program, but they're doing their own fund, you know, fundraising um, to be able to support the program. We're, we're really not seeing anything change as far as statutes um, or prescription writing um, at this point. Is that what you're seeing uh, where you are in Ohio as well? Uh, we're seeing the same thing. Like I said, it's still not available pipe prescription, but uh, the Ohio Department of Aging has released $400,000 of funds from uh, the Nursing Home Penalty Fund to help get this program implemented in the state of Ohio. So uh, that is progress here. (laughs) That's great progress. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've connected them uh, actually with... uh, I'm working with uh, Beverly Laubert, who is the long-term care ombudsperson from the state of Ohio. I connected her with uh, the same person in the same position in uh, Tennessee and uh, a couple other states. So hopefully we may see some national, something going on on a national level once they connect and share information, and who knows? (laughs) 
Yeah, that would be that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. I'm going to go ahead and um, pull in uh, Harry Urban on this because I'm sure he has some comments. Harry, I don't know if you're familiar with Harry, but Harry has been living with dementia for about 11 years now. Harry, what do you think about Rock Against Dementia? Um, this is the first time I've heard about this, uh, Lori, and and I'm excited about it because. You know, I'm a big advocate of, of music and, and people with uh, that suffer from dementia, and uh, it it is true that that music music can do, in my opinion, music can do more for a person than any medication that's on the market right now. Uh, I know um, music soothes me when I'm at at my worst, and um, the idea has has to catch on sooner or later. Yep. Yeah, and you you, I, it, it's amazing that it's taken this long, you know, for things to to catch on. Um, it's I've been kind of shocked because I I've, I've known a lot of people who Wayne have wanted to really um, get music in the forefront and and coordinate. Um, some, you know, fundraisers, kind of like a, a We Are the World type thing, but it's it's a very difficult thing um, to orchestrate and um, and to get people behind. Are are you are you finding pushback, or are you really seeing that people are are wanting to embrace this? We're beginning to get more exposure. Uh, hopefully, we are going to soon be in partnership uh, and as a community partner with the Cleveland International Film Festival Pool for an Alzheimer's-related film that uh, we'll be showing there this year uh, once again. And uh, the more exposure we get and the more press we get and the more outreach we can do, the better off we are. Uh, part of the reason I got involved, like I said, when I saw the movie, the connection was just evident. Uh, a lot of the people I'm connected with, uh, myself being 63 years old, uh, I just turned 63, and the music from my era and the people I'm connected with that made music in that era, a lot of their music is going to be the music that's on those iPods and on those playlists for the people that are using this program. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's... um. Now you've you've talked with um Michael, um, who is the he's the director, I believe, of Alive yes. Inside. And um what does he think about your efforts and he's gotta be pretty excited I would think as well. Uh yes he is. Uh, actually uh, he's got some ideas of his own and like I said, we're hoping that uh this thing expands from not just uh, a concert here and a concert there. Uh, the ultimate hope is for us to possibly end up doing a live aid type of concert uh, on a weekend or possibly a televised concert uh, like they did for live aid uh, to raise awareness and to raise funds and to get this to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there... Um 
uh, you know, to do like a big concert, would you be seeing it just live, or would you would you see? Um, I, I guess I have no idea how all this stuff works. You know, being able to do something like uh, almost like a, a television, um, you know, piece. I, I would imagine that would cost a lot more money. Um, but you know, they've they've done so many, you know, kind of musicathons on TV. Um, with raising funds for, you know, if it's hurricanes or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, do, you, do you think that that's even a realistic possibility at all? I, or? Believe, I believe so. Uh, I, I haven't given up on that idea, and I am definitely going to push for it. And like I said, the further this thing goes and the more exposure we get, who knows who's going to want to become involved and where it's going to lead. Uh-huh. Michael has made some pretty big musical connections on his own, uh, so uh-huh. we don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to divulge that yet, but uh, he can if he desires to. Uh, when he gets uh-huh. an opportunity, it uh, it could be very big. Well, that would be um, that would be wonderful, and I understand how uh, you know things have to be kept hush hush because there's so many different angles <laughs> that things can go. And the last thing we want to do is is uh, to get in the way of, of furthering along um, progress, you know, with something like this. Um, but, you know, I just, I don't know, I just think, you know, you know Bono and Elton John and, and some of those just seem to have such big presence in terms of really doing some philanthropic um, movements out there. And it would be nice to, to be able to see something like that come into come into play. I know others, uh, you know, have talked about, um, you know, tours that kind of go around to different areas. Um, I mean, there's just so many different um, chats that are done. I was down in um, Atlanta um, about a, I want to say it was about a year ago. And there's a, there's a man down there that is uh, doing some, some great stuff. And every year he puts on a concert to raise, to raise funds, um, you know, for <clears throat> for dementia. And he, I want to say there was like 30 bands or something he pulled together, and um, everybody donated their time um, to to uh, to raise funds uh, for Alzheimer's and dementia. It was pretty it was pretty uh, fun time, and you know, one of the local bars, um, uh, which was quite large, they had they had bands playing both in indoor and and outdoor. And um, you know, I could hook you up with him, and if if that's of interest, uh, you know, to you at all, I'd be more than glad to to do that. Um, Absolutely, uh, we've got um, actually Norm Mack is preparing uh, to do an event on March 21st over where he's at, a uh, musical event, uh, and I am putting together something here in my hometown. For March 21st, I already talked to the people from the venue last night and have to see if the bands that I had, uh, we were originally supposed to do one in September of last year and it uh, kind of fell through the last minute. But uh, I'm going to see if the bands that were available for that are still available or if I have to bring some other people in uh, and just to reach out across the country and across the world and see if anybody else is interested in doing something on the 21st at least for this year, and I'll uh, shoot for something bigger next year. 
Okay. Yeah, the... um it was called the Alzheimer's Music Fest, and I, I'll um, shoot that to you. You can you can touch base, uh, you know, with them on that. But um, you know, he might have some ideas on on what's worked and and what hasn't hasn't worked. His dad has dementia, and um, just really a talented artist, and um, very much uh, you know, in a movement for for uh, for changing things up there on that so if um can you tell us um a little bit you know you refer to rock against dementia is rad and you know what what all have you accomplished so far um uh, well like i said i put together uh, i'm putting together this event uh we have done some fundraising in the past uh with my band, actually, we connected with uh, Todd Rundgren has a foundation called the Spirit of Harmony Foundation that uh, basically is, supports uh, music uh, education. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, through his foundation, there was a group of high school students that hadn't seen a live inside outside of Chicago that, that decided on their own that they wanted to do a similar type of project with the uh, dementia sufferers in their town in a nursing home facility, and we were able to raise enough funds to send them 25 uh, MP3 players and 50 sets of earbuds so they could accomplish that. So uh, that's one of the things we've done. I was down in Nashville last year for um, the Summer NAM Convention, which is uh, the North American Music Manufacturers Association. Uh, they also support music education, and I introduced them to the Rock Against Dementia concept, so they're very aware of that now. Uh, and I'm planning on going back down there this summer again uh, when they have their conference in July. And um, I wrote a song called, well, I didn't write it. Uh, my higher partner actually wrote the lyrics while I held the pen after seeing the movie, and the song is called Alive Inside. Uh, I'm working on that with Joe Vitale who was Joe Walsh's uh, original drummer in Barnstorm. Joe was Dan Vogelberg's drummer. Uh, Joe has worked with Crosby, Stills, and Nash in the past. Uh, he was just out with Buffalo Springfield when they did their reunion tour. So uh, he's helping me with the music, and we're hoping we can do an all-star recording of that. Uh, so that's where we're going. <laughs> oh, very exciting. Very exciting. Well, that's that's an awful lot for when you look at the short period of time <laughs> that you have you've gotten involved with this. You know, just I mean, it hasn't even been a year. You know, more like ten months, and um, that's a lot of movement on your part. Now, are you? I have to ask because you're doing so much for this. Do you work full time as a musician then, or? Um, Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. And in a manner of speaking, I'm retired. Uh, I finally was able to, after being in the business for a little over six and a half years and not really making any money at it, uh, but making obviously a lot of connections, uh, mm-hmm. I was able to retire. So I'm connecting my retirement and uh, doing odd jobs on the side to pick up a little bit of extra money and uh, devoting myself to these projects. Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, that's that's fantastic. We very much appreciate uh appreciate your efforts. Anything that can can help uh push things forward um in terms of raising awareness and in raising funds 
uh, for dementia are are much much appreciated by all. Um, Harry, do you have any any questions or comments? Uh, no, not not really. Um, I I got I got kind of confused there for a little while. That uh, is this a fundraising venture or is this a um, is this a product that's going to be sold? And I'm not quite sure that I understand that, but then again, that could be my that could be my dementia. So Wayne, I'll let you go ahead and take that. Okay, uh, actually, this is uh, not just uh, a fundraiser per se, a fundraising effort per se, but uh, it's also an awareness uh, raising effort, uh, more so than anything. Hopefully, we'll be able to raise some funds and uh, accomplish some things with that, but uh, we really need to raise awareness uh, as far as what music can do for people that have this disease, Uh, and we need to engage our politicians and get them involved and make them understand uh, the importance of music uh, for people that have this disease as opposed to medication and as opposed to surgery. Uh, and offer hope to people that uh, are suffering that maybe there is an alternative solution. Uh, And that's what we're hoping to do. I hope that answers your question. Okay. So as far as you're not looking at at, um, coming up with a specific product to sell, is that correct? Okay. No. And and I and I think the product that you were talking about was kind of the alive um inside talk, is on the is it memory and music or music and memory project where they do It's um, do, music it's music and memory. Music and memory um where they mm-hmm. have the the iPods and the the headsets. And so Wayne had talked about um you know trying to raise funds and stuff uh to get that that program uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm not sure why, and I'm not sure if it's gone any farther. Uh, although uh, Apple iPods had a huge uh, role in the film, uh, and I'm sure they got a lot of free advertising out of that. Uh, they haven't stepped up to the plate as far as offering to supply those at a discount rate, as far as I know. Uh, I was fortunate enough when I hooked up with the Spirit of Harmony Foundation project to contact the manufacturer of MP3 players out of Oklahoma who has offered me a a very huge discount on similar products that uh, are the the same quality as the Apple's. Uh, And I have a connection with them, and uh, I've been able to uh, utilize that for that project and hopefully for future projects if anyone is interested so they can contact me about that as well okay wonderful wonderful um is there anything else that you wanted to wanted to talk about wayne um regarding you know what you're doing with world stock entertainment and and rock against dementia uh, no, I think we basically covered everything uh, so far. Like I said, I'm hoping that uh, this thing continues to expand and uh, reach across the world because music is the universal language. Music is the universal uni- unifier as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and it's the voice of the people, and hopefully it'll be the voice for us. 
Mm-hmm. Now, you are on Facebook, so people can find you there. Um, but you also have um, a website that is www.worldstockglobal.com and then forward slash rock dash against dash dementia. So again, go to worldstockglobal.com forward slash rock and then dash against dash dementia. Um, My guess is if you put in rock against dementia, you'll probably come up with them too if you just want to uh, Google it. I'm just going to put it in right now and and test that theory out and um, make sure. If you just want to go to worldstockglobal.com, they can check out some of the other projects we're involved with as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we do have a page-specific for Rock Against Dementia. Yep, and and if you put in Rock Against Dementia, you come up anyways in, in my search as the number one uh, search for uh, Rock Against Dementia. And Great. Uh, so really, really easy to to be able to find you. That brings you to the, the, the Facebook page on that one. And then if you go down um, just a couple, you'll see the World Stock Entertainment and the Rock Against Dementia site, and you'll be brought up to fireworks going off and uh, in the cause uh, on that page there. So that's that is fabulous. Um, now, can they can also contact you through the website? It looks like there's a, a phone number listed of two one six three one six. Okay, and then you also have uh, an email of rockdementia at outlook.com, but I'm assuming that they could contact you through the website as well. There's another, a Woodstock 271 uh, Yahoo um, one there too um, as well. So it's... Mm -hmm. Real easy to get a hold of Wayne, and on the website you'll also be able to see um, a short video, um, which is kind of a um, almost a trailer that's almost seven minutes long of Alive Inside with with Henry, which is just really so powerful, so so powerful, and uh, very very exciting times. So, well, wonderful. Um, well, with that, then I guess. Uh, I will let you go unless there's anything else. Is there? Are there ways, Wayne, that that people could uh, volunteer or donate to your cause? I should probably ask you that. Uh, actually, I don't have anything set up for that yet. Uh, Rocket Nest Dementia is really not an official uh, 501 as of yet. Uh, uh-huh. We're working on that, but uh, for the moment, uh, I'd be hesitant to try to collect any funds. Uh, okay. But I will find out. I know Michael has a has a five one one three C established that he's working on. So if I can get that information. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Well, that would that would be wonderful. And again, um, with Michael's um, site, do you know the name of his website off offhand? Is it just alive inside, or is it? I'm not sure yet. 
Okay. I'll have to find um, out that I will get you that information. Okay. Because if you put in a live, a live inside dot us, that talks about the trailer and and things, but it doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm not seeing any place where somebody can donate, but there is a contact button on that. So we'll we'll dig that information out and um, be able to get that to people. Uh, for that, but again, great, great information. Well, I thank you so much for taking time to to be with us and share what you're doing. Um, Rocket Against Dementia, I think, is a a great title and a, it's a wonderful vision and a mission. So I appreciate all you, all of your efforts. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me on the show, and uh, hope we will be back again. Okay, sounds good, Wayne. Have a great week. Thank you. you- Again, uh, I would like to be able to uh, just do a shout-out to Alzheimer's Disease International, the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation, the Lewy Body Dementia Association, as well as the Association for Frontal Temporal uh, Degeneration and the National Aphasia Association. Uh, Great organizations uh, in the forefront of things. If you're looking for uh, home health care and you happen to be in Minnesota where I'm located, check out Health Star Home Health. They just do a magnificent job, uh, especially for those uh, who are dealing with dementia. Uh, if you're looking to kind of engage and um, have some fun and your person likes to work with puzzles, check out Puzzle With Me. Uh, Jane Snyder has done some really nice, uh, beautiful uh age-appropriate puzzles uh, for people with dementia with fewer pieces, a little larger in size, um, and so those work out very, very nicely. And if you're looking for something uh, with a little bit more activity, check out the Jiminy Wicket program. Uh, Jiminy Wicket is an adaptive croquet program that can be played by families or it can be played uh, with schools. Uh, They go in actually and will match up schools with memory care units to uh, play the game together. It's very fun. We we played at uh, Rockefeller Center. And then uh, if you are looking for some music, um, Alzheimer's Music Connect actually has a patent pending Uh, technology uh, with their music that's very powerful and helps people engage for longer periods of time and uh, it's just you can't tell it's there there's nothing different really about the music it's one of those hidden things but uh, very 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 powerful as a whole I did also want to mention that I got notice um, from the Alzheimer's Society of Bangladesh and they are uh, trying to raise funds um, to build uh, their nonprofit organization. And so I'm going to uh, put in the link, um, if you're on the chat box, um, to for people to be able to see see that brochure. Um, it's, it's fairly extensive. Um, it's 27 pages long. Uh, but it, it, they've really got a nice vision and some great information. Uh, so if you're interested in donating to, you know, their cause, um, please, please do so. Again, that is for the um, uh, Alzheimer's Society of Bangladesh. Um, 
Harry, is there anything going on with with you that you'd like to like to talk about? Or I know we've got the dementia chats this afternoon. Oh yeah, I have to say something for that. Uh, uh, we could talk about the snow, but I don't want to. <laughs> How much snow did you get? I I've been so busy. I know that there's like a big blizzard out there, but I haven't really heard, uh, you know, a lot about it. And here I am in Minnesota, where we should just be deluged. And I mean, I can look out, and in areas I can still see the grass. I mean, it's bizarre here this year. <laughs> we, Do you know we how much blessed. you got? We we were blessed. They um. They were forecasting in our area in excess of 12 inches, but I don't think we got three inches, maybe about three inches total. But um, our friends over in Jersey, they got they got pounded pretty hard. Some got uh, got 24 inches, and uh, my heart goes out to them. Wow, that's a lot of snow, two feet of snow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'll have to check with my brother who's out in Pennsylvania and um he's over in Bethlehem and see see if they got hit with the with the snow or not. I haven't haven't talked with him. And I've got a, a stepson out in uh the city of New York and I don't know if they got hit or not. Um but it sure sounded I everybody was shutting down and canceling meetings and they weren't even sure their phones were gonna work. I mean, there was a lot of prep going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, it was kind of crazy, kind of crazy with things. So, well, good. I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad you guys are are safe and warm and and doing doing well. Um, if anybody is on the line and wants to, you know, call in, you can call in at seven one four three six four. Four seven five seven again. That's seven one four three six four four seven five seven. And if you are doing anything regarding advocacy that you'd like to share, you know, please, please let us know. We would, we would love to to hear about it and uh, see what the heck you are up to. There's there's so much exciting stuff um, going on. It's it's almost um it well it it is. It's just kind of hard to keep up with it all. You know, with all the all the different things that are ha- are happening. So I know that uh there's lots of fun things um happening. I in fact I, I met with the um people that do the McGruff work, um, which is for um kids you know, being safe. And I don't know if you remember uh, the McGruff program that's out, Harry, for children. And you used to be able to kind of put a little symbol on your door and and, uh, say that, you know, people were safe. Um, You know, it was a safe house to be able to go. Well, the McGruff program has also devised a caregiver's wandering, uh, a guide to wandering um, for Alzheimer's. And um, they're doing some neat things with that. And, you know, in there, you know, you can do kind of the the basic um, ID and DNA kits. So you can do the fingerprints and and then have uh, basic information in case somebody would wander off, which I think and it's it's a very simple uh something for for people to get started um with and you know it's kind of a neat little a neat little thing um to be able to be 
to be part of. If people are interested in more information on that, just give me a jingle and I'd be more than glad to um, to talk with them on that uh, some more. I think I'm going to try to uh, get those funded for some some talks and try to get some cities to be able to hand those out. Um, I think it would be great to have that along with uh, information on like the the USB bracelets and um, you know the GPSs and you know all the different variables and for people to really understand um, how cities work in case somebody would happen to wander off. Here in Minnesota, you can actually register your house if somebody has dementia. So if there's ever a call, the police know uh, to look for somebody with dementia there. You can give them specifics and stuff. So that's that's kind of neat, and you just call 911 and, and register. Do you have anything like that in, in your state, Harry, where you can um, register with the state for emergency? In the in the state of Pennsylvania, yes, but um, where I live, unfortunately, no. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that's something that we are trying to push for, and uh, it's still in the different stages. But I, I do believe that's going to happen. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's so critical. Um, we need to be having those conversations more and more, you know, all the time. You know, for for safety and things, and I you know I'm so I'm so proud of the city of Roseville here in Minnesota, who has um, added a page on their city page for Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, that's just I, I think it's we we believe it's the first city in the nation to actually dedicate a page um, for resources and and information. And we're going to be doing a, a big kickoff, kind of a town hall meeting. Um, we're hoping to get some senators there as well and, and really talk about the city's um, involvement to to really meet the, the needs of the community. They're, they've just done some incredibly fun fun things and um, easing the access for people, which is which is very cool to see. Now, I know that, um, Harry, you've got, do you want to just tell people a little bit about Forget-Me-Not and the various pages that you have? I can't even keep up with all the pages that you have for, <laughs> for Forget-Me-Not. We are, we are growing so fast. Um, what what uh, what happened with, uh, with Forget-Me-Not, though, is um, the, the members don't want a huge site. They they don't want to say they want to keep the site small and intimate. So what we did through uh, Forget Me Not, we started up some separate dedicated uh, dementia sites. Like one um, is uh, Lewy body dementia and frontal lobe and um, and vascular dementia. Those those three. Um, those those are doing those are doing so well. I mean it, it it's incredible how much. How fast they're growing, and then uh, of course we have our Spanish site. Um, very proud of that. That uh, that services uh, the Spanish community, and then besides that, um, we we come to realize that um, that having a dementia uh, support site isn't all doom and gloom. Uh, people want to get away from that, um, just and an escape, if, if you if you will. So we started up some uh, some sites like we have a recipe site that uh, people can and uh, the the members uh, uh, post their, their favorite recipes and 
and recipes of past when they were growing up, things like that. And that that that's a popular site. We have a fun site, and the fun site is uh, is uh, uh, a getaway from uh, dementia that you can you can just have fun because we can laugh, um, we can joke around. We're not being disrespectful to anybody living this disease, and it's just a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have we have a pathway to knowledge page, that is a, is a page of uh, resources that members uh, come across and post, and we're trying to compile them into into uh, one central source on that page. Um, we also have a page that is is unfortunately is becoming popular, but uh, and I say that I say that I have to explain why I say that. It's a it's a memorial site, and uh-huh. uh, it's a it's a site where people when the when the loved ones pass that they can they can uh, um, remember them. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, I mean it's 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 too bad we have to have a site for that, but but it's nice to have a site that that somebody can go to, and I'm sure I'm, I'm sure oh we have a woman folk page. Uh, I'm not allowed on that page, so I don't know a lot about it. But I think it's a, <laughs> my, my interpretation of that page is where the women go to complain about us, and we uh-huh. don't hear them. Uh, that, that's that's <laughs> that's what I think that page is. But uh, uh, I hear that's quite popular too. <laughs> uh huh. Do you, now do you have a guys page? Where it's just uh, men only. I I I had I had a guy. I had a guy page, but I was the only member on it. And <laughs> and after after a year, I kind of gave that up. <laughs> uh huh. I I us men don't complain, so I mean, there's 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 no need for that page. So I so I kind of got rid of it. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I, I just was seeing if everything is fair, you know. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely! Absolutely! <laughs> Well, that's good. That's good. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you on Dementia Chats, which will be this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 o'clock Mountain, and noon uh, Pacific Time. For those of you who have not um, been part of Dementia Chats, it's a free webinar we do twice a month. On the Typically, it's the second and the fourth um, Tuesday of the month. And I'll go ahead and put the link um, to the to the webinar um, in the chat box here, and uh, anybody can go ahead and and join. You don't need any password. You just enter as a guest, and um, and typically uh, the only ones that have video and audio are, are experts, and others communicate through the chat box. Um, with that, and we have some really, really interesting conversations. I'm always, always amazed, and um, always learn something. That's for sure with our with our team of experts who who are living with the disease. So, um, again, I want to thank you, Harry, for all all you do and all you've done. Um, you're just a little little powerhouse. You and and Michael um, have have 
just made such significant changes. And I hope Robert's going to be able to uh, join us today, too. Robert Bowles, um, he's he's doing some neat stuff, too, and he's started up a new page, too, on Facebook, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you're helping he, uh, him with he, that? He is, he is overseeing... He is overseeing the uh, Louis Body dementia page that we have that is uh, associated with uh, with Forget Me Not, and he also is starting up a blog of his own. And uh, uh, I'm giving him limited help on that as much as uh-huh. I can. But that that is turning out that is turning out so wonderful. That man is he is a powerhouse. He is a true friend. Uh, I can't say enough about him. I mean, he's, he's a wealth of information. Yeah, good guy, really good guy. And then um, Dina Dotson, who we always love to have join us. I don't know if she's going to be able to make it. And same with Steve Ponis. Um Haven't seen Steve around for a while. He's He had a grandchild and has been pretty busy with that. Um, and I totally can understand that, now that I have one myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, or, ha- or have a new one, I should say. Um, very, very fun, fun journey. Well, I think we'll go ahead and just end the show then. And um, I, again, I would invite everyone to join Dementia Chats today. I did put the the link in the box, but you can always go to alzheimerspeaks.com and go to our About page. And then just scroll down to Dementia Chats. And when you do that, there'll be um, a big uh, statement that says to log into the webinars. Just click on that, and you'll be brought right to the site. And uh, like I said, we would love, love to to have you participate with us. Any last comments, Harry? I see you at 3 o'clock. Sounds like a plan. We will see you then. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care and have a blessed week. Bye, Harry. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great quick motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.